I'm Jonathan Mosen, and in episode 99, Clubhouse, the invitation-only audio-based social network, is taking the world by storm. And with improved voiceover compatibility, there's now huge interest from the blind community. Here's all you need to know about Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. Mosen at Large Podcast. Good to have you with us today. There's a lot of information contained in this episode, so it is segmented by chapter, even though it's one review. You'll be able to move to the major sections of the review and demonstration if you have a podcast app that supports chapter marks. And right after the demonstration, we'll take you into Clubhouse and we'll have a discussion with some of Clubhouse's blind users about how they're finding the platform. Be the first to know what's coming in the next episode of Mosin at Large. Opt in to the Mosin media list and receive a brief email on what's coming so you can get your contribution in ahead of the show. You can stop receiving emails anytime. To join, send a blank email to media-subscribe at mosin.org. That's media-subscribe at M-O-S-E-N dot org. Stay in the know with Mosin at Large. Jonathan Mosin, Mosin at Large Podcast. In episode 97 of Mosin at Large, Bonnie and I talked about the Clubhouse app. And today I'm going to look at the app in depth with explanations and demonstrations of how it works how you use it, why you might use it, and of course the big question of all, how do you get invited to join this thing? At the time I'm putting this demonstration together at the end of February 2021, Clubhouse is very hot and trendy. But if you haven't heard about it yet, let me begin with what it is. According to Wikipedia, Clubhouse is an invitation-only audio chat social networking app launched in 2020 by software developers Alpha Exploration Co., As of December 2020, it was valued at nearly $100 million, and on January the 21st, 2021, the valuation hit $1 billion US dollars, so there's some serious growth going on there, a lot of venture capital investment. As of December 2020, the app had 600,000 registered users, and it remained accessible only by invitation. For now, the app only runs on iOS but the company is in the process of developing an Android app. What's exciting about this app from a blindness perspective is that it's an audio-only social network. For much of its life, the Clubhouse app has been riddled with significant accessibility issues with VoiceOver, Apple's screen reader for blind people built into iOS. But as of early February 2021, while far from perfect, the app became significantly more accessible. It is usable now. Since then, there's been a significant increase in the number of blind people on and actively using the platform as invitations have spread throughout the well-connected blind community. Let's have a look at the way that Clubhouse is structured. It features a wide variety of clubs and virtual rooms with conversations on diverse topics. It has talk shows, even music, networking, dating, performances, political discussion and a lot more. So the flavor of Clubhouse, the kind of content you get, will vary a lot depending on the people and the clubs that you follow and join. For example, I'm a member of clubs on the ketogenic lifestyle, podcasting, radio, technology, and a couple of chief executive-related clubs. At this stage, many blind people are participating in casual conversations, ranging from technology to sports, but I have no doubt that we will see more formal blindness-specific clubs in the very near future, 
They've probably been applied for, but as I'll talk about in a minute, there's a bit of a backlog with the formation of clubs right now. Clubhouse old-timers, <laughs> and an old-timer can be someone who's been using the app for only three or four months, talk about finding your tribe on the platform. And I think that's very true. It can integrate with your contacts. So if you want, you can follow people you know personally, or perhaps you'd rather follow experts in topics that you're interested in and learn from them. I'm always fascinated by how many examples there are of technology adopted eventually by sighted people that has either been engineered specifically for blind people to begin with or that blind people embraced a long time ago. And I think of technologies like Hear Me all the way back in the late 1990s where blind people were coming together like this in audio form. And while the casual conversations on Clubhouse can resemble the free-for-all social gatherings the likes of which blind people have been having online for decades now, Clubhouse has excellent tools for structured, moderated discussions. And when these tools are used well, the presenters are good at what they do and they know what they are talking about, Clubhouse can sound a lot like professional talk radio. Consistent with the clubhouse analogy, a host may be on stage in a clubhouse room with a guest and take questions from listeners who begin by joining the room in the audience. Similar to a Zoom webinar, if you have a question, you can raise your hand and a moderator can invite you on stage to speak. When you've finished asking your question or making your point, the moderator may choose to leave you on the stage, in which case it's good etiquette to mute yourself or the moderator may return you to the audience. Not surprisingly, there is some controversy around Clubhouse. I'm not aware of a social network. There is not some controversy around. Their policies make it clear that all rooms are recorded in case someone reports abusive behaviour. If a report occurs while the room is open, Clubhouse saves the recording, so the complaint can be investigated. If there's no complaints while the room is active, Clubhouse says it deletes the recording when the room is closed. The controversy around this stems from the fact that Clubhouse records all rooms in this way, even if you have the room set to private. Clubhouse also apparently creates shadow profiles of people in your contacts who haven't signed up yet, Facebook style. From an accessibility and inclusion point of view, some accessibility advocates are concerned that Clubhouse doesn't include any attempts to auto-caption their content for deaf people. And then, of course, there's the elitist argument. The app is currently invitation only. The developers have said that this is because the app is in beta, this is temporary, and it is their intention to make the Clubhouse app available to everybody, including Android users, in 2021. And the invitation-only process means that they've been able to ensure that Clubhouse has grown appropriately, both in terms of technical infrastructure and the content on the platform. Clubhouse went live in April 2020, and already there's a well-established culture and etiquette around the platform. If you want to be on Clubhouse and you have an iPhone, you should download the app from the App Store and sign up. This involves verifying your phone number by having Clubhouse text you with a code which you enter into the app. As is customary with these sorts of codes, above the edit field, iOS will offer the code as an auto-suggestion to make it easy for you to enter it. When you've completed that step, you'll be on the waiting list. And at this point, one of two things can happen. With take-up of the Clubhouse app increasing exponentially around the connected world, if you have people in your contacts who are early adopters of technology, then you may find that they are already on Clubhouse. 
If that's the case and they've given Clubhouse access to their contacts, then the app will let them know that you, one of their contacts, has signed up to Clubhouse and they'll be asked if they should let you in. You'll be hoping they answer yes to that question. If they do, then you'll be texted and told that you've been bumped to the top of the waiting list and you're in. The other way you can join Clubhouse is that Clubhouse members have invitations that they can send to people they think would be a good fit for the platform. The more active someone is on Clubhouse, the more invitations they'll have to dish out. Although I believe everyone is awarded two invitations when they first join. So if you have joined through the other method, then you also will be given two invitations. So be sure to spread the love. If you start setting up rooms or talking in existing rooms on Clubhouse, it won't be long before more invitations come your way. So if you know of someone who is on Clubhouse, but they don't have you in their contacts, you could try asking them very nicely if they have an invitation going spare that they can send your way. Let's have a look at the Clubhouse app now, with the caveat that this app is changing rapidly. It is still in beta. So this is the version that was released on the 15th of February 2021. If you're listening to this demonstration sometime after that, then there is no doubt that the app will have changed somewhat. So this is a guide as to what you can do with Clubhouse and also really a snapshot in time. This is what it was like at this particular time. With all of those disclaimers out of the way, let's go. Launch Clubhouse. I'm using VoiceOver, the screen reader built into iOS that allows me as a blind person to use Clubhouse And nothing has been spoken as this initial screen has popped up. But we're in the hallways of Clubhouse right now, and there are a few icons to explore. We'll do that, and I'll explain what they do. I'll go to the top of the screen by performing a four-finger single tap. Explore button. And I was already there. The first item is the Explore button, and we'll come back to that. Invite friends button. If you have invitations available to you, you can double-tap this and invite people from this screen. Clubhouse will tell you in that screen how many invitations, if any, you have. Bulletin button. The bulletin is a key part of Clubhouse, and once you start following individuals and clubs, you'll probably spend a lot of time here, because it's where you can find out when events that have been scheduled are happening. Activity button. There is a similar screen in many social network platforms. On this screen, you'll learn about people who have followed you, people who have joined Clubhouse that you might like to follow, and people and clubs that you follow who have created events you may be interested in. Although the definitive way to find out about events that you may be interested in is definitely the bulletin. Profile button. If you want people to follow you, it is important to spend time on your profile. You have a generous amount of space to expand your profile in terms of a text description of who you are and what you do, and you may want to look at other profiles on Clubhouse of people who have a number of followers to determine what should be on your profile. At the moment, when I flick right to advance to the next icon, there is silence, and I don't believe there is an icon here. So I'll flick right again. Cattle Mind Maker, what are fats? At 8 a.m. button. Based on the rooms you've been in, the clubs you've joined, and the interests that you've told Clubhouse you have, on the hallway here you may see some events that are coming up that you might be interested in. As I record this demonstration, it's 7.11, so I'm seeing something that is coming up at 8 a.m. I'll flick right. Iconic chat with an Israeli startup and special guests at 8 a.m. Button. Studio microphone. Banded wad of American dollars. How to get brands to pay for podcasts. Banded wad of American dollars. Studio microphone. At 9 a.m. Button. 
If this sounds completely boring to you, keep in mind that I'm seeing these because I've expressed an interest in things like podcasting and the fact that I'm a chief executive, so I'm seeing this feed customized to me. If you express different interests and follow different people, then you'll see things that reflect that. Kato Troubleshooting Q&A Blitz, hosted by the Kato Diet, Private Room, Speaking, Julian Rabinick, Kevin English, Ad Ramos, 10 speakers, 35 listening. So first we had a look at events that are coming up that may be of interest. Now we are seeing events that are on right now that I might be interested in dropping in on. I'm not going to drop in on any of these events because Clubhouse's terms of service make it very clear that you can't record anything on Clubhouse without the express consent of the people involved. Fair enough too, but I will come back and show you the audio quality of Clubhouse and some of the room management tools a little bit later in this demonstration. NFT's bringing in the Funk W slash Bootsy Collins, hosted by Crypto Basel, speaking. Lady Phaonix, one of Bills with Wings, creating online courses and memberships as a YouTuber rocket. Hosted by YouTube Creators Club by TubeBuddy, speaking. Rob Balasabas, Judah Lee, Liz Brusso, listening. Rene Ritchie, 18 speakers, 93 listening. Why is it telling me specifically that Rene Ritchie is listening? That's because I'm following Rene Ritchie, who is an excellent Apple journalist, so I'm following him here. And so it will tell you if there is an event in which somebody that you follow is either participating or listening. And because one of your followers is involved, the Clubhouse algorithm promotes this, thinking, oh, well, if one of your followers is involved in this, you might be interested. State of Fine Dining Now W slash Some of the World's Best Chefs, hosted by Word of Mouth Mouth. Speaking. Duty Khalifa, Lighty Shu, Max Asker, 19 speakers, 768 listening. Keto Q&A, how to try products for free. Hosted by Keto Anywhere, eat out, shop, cook, enjoy Keto and low carb, speaking. Maria Norris, Jennifer Eisenhardt, Gloria Salorzano, 3 speakers, 11 listening. Just to be clear, I can double tap and instantly go into the room and we would hear people talking. I would be in the audience, so there's no chance that my microphone would be on. And I do have another action on the actions rotor here. Swipe high channel. This means that if I'm not interested in this, and it could be that it goes on for a long time, I can double tap here and it will disappear from the hallway. Globe showing Europe and Africa. Explore. If I double tap here, then I can just explore clubhouse rooms that are on at the moment that may not necessarily be relevant to me, but I can just have a look at what's going on. If I flick right, start a room button, I can start a room and we'll definitely come back and explain about rooms soon. Buddy list button. And at the bottom of the screen, we have the buddy list. I'll double tap. Buddy list. Active clubs. Without any intervention from me, voiceover said, active clubs. And what that means is that if I swipe right now, I will see clubs that I've chosen to follow or have been admitted as a member of that have got activity going on right now. Cato for the soul. Photo of Cato for the soul dimmed. To the credit of the developers, a lot of progress has been made of late with voiceover accessibility, but there is still some work to do. And when I flick right at this point, I have a number of items that just don't speak at all. So I'm going three, four. Plus room button. 288 members online. The Kato Diet. Photo of the Kato Diet. So then every time I find a club and I flick right, there are some blank elements here that are not spoken. Plus room button. 226 members online. 
the 15%. Now, the 15% is a club that's been formed to discuss a wide range of disability issues. Photo of the 15%, dim. Just flicking past the empty items. Plus room button. 83 members online. Available to chat. Next on my buddy list are people who are available to chat. And if I want to talk with any of my buddies who are indicating that they are available, I can start a private room with them. And that will allow me to voice chat with them. The list starts with people who Clubhouse believes to be online now. And then it will show you in reverse chronological order people who are not online but were. So, for example, I might start by seeing somebody who was online 15 minutes ago, then people 30 minutes ago, and on and on it goes. Having given you a look at this main screen, we're going to drill down and take a look at some of the screens below it. I'll go back to the top of the screen, and the first icon was... Explore button. And I'll double tap. Explore. All rooms. Back button. And flick to the right. Explore. Heading. Find people in clubs. Search field. Discovery is key here, obviously, like any social network. You want to find people whose content will interest you, and also clubs, in this case, whose content will interest you. In this edit field, you can search for people or clubs. I'm going to double tap. Search field. Search field is editing. Find people in clubs. Word mode. Insertion point at start. I have my APH Mantis connected, which is a braille display with a QWERTY keyboard, so I can quickly type what I'm searching for. In this case, I'm going to type podcasting. So I've typed that, and now I'll flick to the right. Clear text button. Cancel button. Selected people button one of two. You can choose people or clubs button two of two. You'll get some matches in both cases with a term like podcasting because if somebody's filled out their clubhouse biography and they've said they're interested in podcasting, then that would come up if you searched for people. But most likely with a search like this, when you're not searching on a specific name, you may be better having a look at clubs. And people are selected by default, so I'm going to double tap on clubs. Selected clubs, two of two. Now I can flick to the right and see if there are any clubs on podcasting. Search results. Club, podcasting, seriously, 12.8k, members middle, dot, 1.9k, followers. That sounds like a pretty active club. Shall we take a look? If you want to take a look, double tap. Select. Explore. Back button. And I'll flick right. Button add person. Button. Button ellipsis. Button. Possibly. More. Podcasting. Seriously. Photo of podcasting. Seriously. Podcast equals pulsating heart. All welcome weds. 4 5 p.m. EST. Admission ticket. Members only workshops on. 1 2 p.m. EST. Invite your podcasting friends. Electric light bulb. Insights, resources, and hacks for starting a podcast, leveling up your show, or crossing over to podcasting from any field. Microphone, presented by Lantigua Williams and Company. Hand with medium light skin tone writing with a pen. Hand with medium skin tone writing with a pen. Hand with light skin tone writing with a pen. Hand with dark skin tone writing with a pen. Sign up for our newsletter and advanced podcasting sessions with leading pros at podcastingseriously.com. For 50% off your first two months on Simplecast, simplecast.com hash symbol underscore r underscore lwc and add the code O-N-S-I-M-P-L-E-C-A-S-T. For one one with Julie Eke email symbol, julieka at lantiguawilliams.com, radio, podcasts middle dot hot beverage, advice middle dot bow and arrow, entrepreneurship.
That was quite a lengthy description of what the club does, so you can decide whether you want to join it or not. And some clubs have longer descriptions than others, just like some people's bios on any social networking platform are either incomplete or have more text than others. Quite a few emojis there, and don't we love those when when you're just trying to get to the text? Now, if I flick to the right... Only visible to members. So I'm going to mute that because it's only visible to members and it was going to give you some data there. I am already a member of this club. What you can do if you are not, though, is choose to follow a club. Once you've done that, club moderators can see that you have followed it and then they can invite you to join the club. The difference, as I understand it, between following a club and joining a club is that when you follow a club, you will be able to see events that the club creates. If someone who has the authority to do so enters you into the hallowed halls of the club when they invite you to be a member of that club, then you often have extra privileges, including being able to create rooms within that club. I'm going to perform a two-finger scrub gesture to go back. Search results. Selected. Club. Podcasting. Seriously. And it took me back to where I was, so I can continue to flick right and see if there are other clubs on podcasting that I might like to join. Photo of podcasting. Seriously. Button. Club. Podcasting 101. 60 members middle. 584 followers. Photo of podcast. Club. Podcasting for business. One member middle. 19 followers. Photo of podcasting for business. Club. Podcasting while black studio microphone, raised fist with dark skin tone, one member middle dot zero followers. Some clubs clearly have a lot of members, others may just be getting started. And I kind of think that if you can find a club that looks promising, that only has a few followers, it might be sensible to get in on the ground floor and really become an integral part of those clubs. The bigger ones, it's obviously harder to make an impression, if that's of course what you're after. I mean, it's valuable sometimes to find a really good quality club where you simply listen to the content that's offered. And what I've found since I've been on Clubhouse is that sometimes I go in and I find that there's a presentation that's coming up at about the time I normally jump on the treadmill in the morning. And so this is another thing that I can do now while on the treadmill, listening to podcasts, checking out Twitter, catching up on my news feed, or listening to some of this content on Clubhouse, although it can be quite disruptive because there have been one or two occasions where I just had to chime in. So I had to stop the treadmill, catch my breath, and then raise my hand and say my piece and then get back on the treadmill again. But it's a good way to get information and consume content. I'm going to back out of this screen. All rooms, back button. And flick to the right. Explore, heading, find people in clubs, search field. And now I'm going to double tap. Insertion point search field is editing. Find people in clubs. Word mode. Insertion point at start. I'm going to type my own name and show you what happens when you search for me. So I'm typing Jonathan Mosen and I'll press enter because I'm using the mantis. Now I can flick to the right. Cancel. But people. Button. One of two. This time, because clubs were selected previously, that choice remains selected. So I'm going to have to select people. Selected. People. One of two. Now I'll flick to the right. Clubs, button, two, search results, Jonathan Mosen, blind and hearing impaired executive, entrepreneur, assistive technology product, designer and consultant, podcaster, broadcaster, disability advocate, makes a difference in the world. By day, I'm CEO of WorkBridge Inc., a national organization in New Zealand, 
committed to giving businesses great staff who happen to be disabled. Podcasting since 2004, I host the Mosin at Large podcast, the show that's got the blind community talking. Founder, Mushroom FM, an online radio station proudly staffed by blind and low vision broadcasters. Member of the New Zealand Order of Merit, MNZM. Winner, Attitude Impact Award 2020. That's my bio, and it's quite typical of people on Clubhouse who are wanting to make professional connections, use this for professional reasons. If you're not, that's totally fine too. As I said at the beginning of this, Clubhouse can be whatever you want it to be. So if you want to just hang out with people and enjoy their company, then you might put in your bio a bit about yourself, what you're interested in, the kind of people you want to meet, and hopefully that will attract the kind of people that you want to connect with on Clubhouse. The trick is to follow the people who are going to give you the content that interests you, or you're going to get bored with the platform. So let's say that you are a regular Mosin at Large listener, you know the kind of things that interest me, and you might be interested in finding out who I follow in case you want to follow them too. This is, of course, the essence of any good social network. The last thing that VoiceOver spoke was that bio, so it should be safe for me to just double tap now. Select Explore back button and I'll flick to the right. Settings button. The reason why settings have come up here is that I'm looking at my own profile and you can make changes to your settings, which we may well come back to. Photo of Jonathan Mosin. Jonathan Mosin button. At Mosin button. 60 followers button. 87 following button. So who am I following? Or double tap. In progress. Leadership reinvented button. And now we're having a look at the clubs that I'm a member of. Photo of leadership reinvented. Listened up. Radio, audio and podcast producers button. Photo of listen up. Talk club button. Photo of talk club. Cricket stadium button. Photo of cricket stadium. Laura Botter, studio microphone. I help you profit from podcasting while making an impact. Money bag. Yellow five-pointed star. The podcast wall at Laura Botter. So you'll first see the clubs that I'm following or am a member of, and then you go down and you see the individuals. What's nice about the way that Clubhouse has structured this screen is that you get to see the bio without having to do any further clicks. And this is why the bio is really important on Clubhouse. If you know the individual by name, then you'll know whether you want to follow them or not. But if somebody doesn't know you by name, then your bio will help them understand whether the rooms that you like to participate in or create will be of interest to the person looking. So if I flick right. Photo of Laura Border. Selected. Unfollow button. I'm following Laura and I can unfollow her from here. But if you're looking at my followers or the people who follow me, then there will be a follow button there if you're not following that person already and you can follow them. This is a really cool labyrinth too, because if you find somebody in looking at the people that I follow and you think, oh yeah, that's a good person to follow, you can go in there and have a look at who they are following. So if you spend a couple of hours setting this up, finding people that you want to follow and then looking at the people that they are following and who follow them, then you will have very quickly built your clubhouse network and you'll be starting to get some relevant content for you. Damien McMorrow, amateur radio enthusiast. Assistive Technology Manager, Radio Presenter, Outdoor, at Damo underscore McMorrow. And there's Damo, who of course does a great show on Mushroom FM. And in fact, many of the Mushroom FM fun guys are now on Clubhouse, and I'm sure they'd be delighted if you followed them. 
So we can back out of this screen, but you could explore that to your heart's content and build your network on Clubhouse. Photo of Jonathan Mosen. And I'll go back. Search results. Selected. Jonathan Mosen. Blind. Now we're back on the search results, so I'll go back one more. All rooms. Back button. And we're on that main explore screen. If I flick to the right. Explore. Heading. Find people in clubs. Past that search field that we've looked at. People to follow. Now the algorithms can go to work for you, and this is pretty common on any social network. We see this on Twitter. We see it on Facebook. Based on the people that you are following, the Clubhouse algorithm will take a look at people that they are following, relevant interests based on keywords, and suggest a series of people, and for that matter, clubs, that you may like to follow. Let's back out of this Explore screen. Close buddy list button. And I'll go to the top of the screen. The buddy list is still open on this main screen, and that's okay, but I'll go to the top. Explore button. We've had a look at that screen, so we'll flick right. Invite friends button. This is where you can invite friends. When you do this, you need to make sure that the person you're inviting has an iPhone. Otherwise, you will have wasted an invitation at this point, at least as I record this in the latter part of February 2021. Eventually, Android will be available, and then you can invite anybody who has a smartphone. But for now, this is iOS only. Bulletin button. This is the bulletin screen, and you'll want to spend a lot of time in here when you've followed some people in clubs. I'll double tap. Bulletin. All rooms. Back button. At the moment, there are some focus issues with this, but they're not insurmountable. If I flick right, for example. Upcoming for you button. Upcoming for you. Upcoming. That's all there is. But this is a pretty minor accessibility issue, which I'm sure will be resolved in a future build, and it may well have been by the time that you hear this. There are various ways that you can have a look at your bulletin content. Upcoming for you is selected by default. But if I double tap this button. Upcoming. What would you like to see? And flick right. All upcoming button. All upcoming basically turns the filter off. And you can have a look at all the events that are coming up shortly on Clubhouse. It will be quite an overwhelming list. Upcoming for you. Checkmark button. Upcoming for you is where you will see things based on who you follow whether that be clubs or people, and anything else that might be relevant that Clubhouse thinks you want to see. My events button. And then there's my events. So if you start creating events, and we'll show you that in a moment, then this will allow you to check in on the events that you have created and also delete one if you want. Cancel button. And there's a cancel button. So I'll flick left. My all upcoming button. Upcoming for you. Check mark button. And just double tap that to confirm. All rooms, back button. And flick right. Upcoming for you, button. Upcoming for... So how do we see what's upcoming for me? It's really easy. Just tap somewhere towards the top of the screen with one finger. Today. And there we go. I got it right on the spot with the today area. Now I can flick to the right. 6.45 a.m. Button. Possibly. Notification. And flick right. How to launch a tech startup without a technical co-founder. I'll flick right. From co-founders connect. So that tells me the club that it's coming from. Photo of Nelly Uzuapova button. Now we see the moderators and the speakers here, and it shows their photos, and it tells you who the photo is of. So it's a little bit verbose, but it tells you who's going to be a part of it. Photo of Yasina Back button. W slash Nelly Uzuapova and Yasina Back. Are you a non-technical founder launching or want to launch a tech startup? Join Nelly Uzuapova. CTO with 18 years experience to learn how to do it effectively. That's a very good example of a description that resonates. 
If you're going to create an event on Clubhouse, and there are so many of them, you're really going to have to sell it in a small number of characters. I think it's like a 200-character space. Why should I join this? Why should I use my precious time to come into this event? And they did a good job with that one. Unfortunately, there's no really easy way to flick from one event to the other. If each event was its own heading, that would really speed this process up. But I'll flick to the right. 7 a.m. Button. Stack of books, branding and PR advice for writers and budding authors. From So You Want to Write a Book. That one sounds interesting. I could do a couple of things to help me remember to join this thing if it was happening in the future. You heard the first time that VoiceOver encountered that unlabeled button that it said possibly notification. If you double tap that and follow the person or the club creating the event, then you will get a notification when that event starts. Or you can double tap the actual name of the event and you'll get a screen describing it. If the event is in progress when you do that, you'll see a button at the bottom that you can join the event in progress and you'll just join, you'll be on mute, you'll be in the audience, you'll be able to listen while doing other things. You can even actually go back to your home screen or get out of the room and explore Clubhouse while the event is playing, which is really nice. Or if the event is coming up, you can also add it to a variety of calendars, including Google Calendar and the calendar that is built into your iPhone. I have found, for example, one or two events in Clubhouse that are definitely work-related about disability issues. And so I have attended them as kind of career development. And in that case, I can add it to the exchange calendar for my work, which is a part of the calendar app built into the iPhone. And then it just appears as a regular appointment. So by default, I get a 15-minute notification before an appointment. And that will be the same with a Clubhouse event. That is a very nice feature. Unless you have been advised in advance that you are a moderator or a speaker at an event, when you join a clubhouse room, you will be a member of the audience. And that's just like listening to a talk radio show. Your mic's not going to be on. And there's no way, by the way, that anybody can turn your mic on. Only you can do that. So you go in, you're probably going to be a member of the audience. If you've been invited in advance to be a speaker at an event, then you may go into the room with speaker status already and you'll see a mute button at the bottom of your screen when you have speaker access. When it says mute selected, then you know that you're on mute and when it just says mute, you know that your microphone is live. As a member of the audience, someone can bring you up on stage and make you a speaker at any time and that someone is the final category, moderator. They're the big bosses of the room who have control of who is speaking. In my limited time on Clubhouse, it is very rare that somebody is sitting in the audience and just sort of plucked out of obscurity without any notice to speak. What normally happens, and I think this is considered good Clubhouse etiquette, is that if you were in the audience and you want to speak, say they're doing Q&A, or it's a casual chat and you joined as a member of the audience and now you want to participate in that chat. Either way, you raise your hand. And that's simply a button towards the bottom of the screen. When you double tap the raise hand button, voiceover will say selected to tell you that your hand is raised. Sometimes you can double tap that raise hand button and voiceover doesn't say selected. If that's the case, it's probably because the moderator has disabled the raising of hands. You often see this when the conversation is starting to wind down 
If the room has a hard finish, say at the top of the hour, because one of the guest speakers needs to go, they will sometimes stop the raising of hands so they don't have a lot of disappointed people at the end of the session. And sometimes a room you're in may not just be in a Q&A format. It may just be that you're invited to go along and listen to the speaker's talk. It will then be up to a moderator to go into the queue of people who have their hands raised and accept your request to go onto the stage. When they do that, you are going to have to approve your invitation or accept the invitation to go onto the stage. That can be a little bit tricky with voiceover at the moment. There is a noise that you hear that sometimes can be drowned out by people talking. And then there's a little thing on the middle of the screen that allows you to accept that invitation. If you miss that, you can double tap on your profile and then perform a four finger tap towards the bottom of the screen. And when you do have an invitation pending to go on stage, you'll be able to accept it from there. Now, a moderator can mute you, but a moderator cannot unmute you. So even when you have accepted an invitation, and if a moderator decides, "Mm, you're not talking at the moment and it's getting a little bit noisy, maybe the dog's barking in the background, or dare I say it, somebody can hear your text to speech because you forgot to mute yourself, then the moderator can mute you. But when they've done that, only you can unmute yourself. So it's a really good system. We've seen all these exciting events here, but how do we create an event of our own and spread the word and invite people to it? Well, the best way to do it is from this bulletin screen. And I'm going to go to the top of it. All rooms, back button. And flick right. Upcoming for you, button. And of course, we've got this focus issue, so I'm just going to tap somewhere here. Today. There we go. I'm getting good at that. And I'll flick left. Button. There's a button that is unlabeled at the moment, and I'm going to double tap that. And this is where we can schedule an event. And people who are following me and those who might be interested in the subject will see this in their bulletin. So I'll double tap. Cancel button. And flick right. New event. Heading. Publish. Dimmed button. The publish button is dimmed understandably right now because at the moment there's nothing here to publish. Event name. Text field. Clubhouse wants to know the name of this event and this is really important real estate. You've got to describe what it is that you're going to be doing at this event, partly as a courtesy to those who might take the time to join, but also as an incentive to encourage people to join with an interesting description. But the challenge is that this field is very short. Very short. So we'll give it a shot. We'll double tap. Insertion point at end. And I'm going to type your thoughts on Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. And we'll just read that back. Your thoughts on Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. That's fine. We'll flick to the right. With Jonathan Mosen. Photo of Jonathan Mosen. Add a co-host or guest button. I don't want to add anybody at this stage. Date today. And I want to change the date. I want to give people a bit of time to join me. So I'll double tap. Zero month, February 2021. Button adjustable. That's fine. It is this month. So I'll flick right. Monday, the 1st of February. Button. And I need to just flick through this stuff. Friday, Thursday, the 18th of February. Button. That's when it is. I'll double tap. Selected Thursday. The 18th of February. And let's just flick past this. Text field. Time, 6 p.m. Now I want to change the time, so I'll double tap. Your thoughts on Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. Text field. With Jonathan. Photo of Jonathan. Add date. Tomorrow. Time, 
6 p.m. 6 o'clock. Pick her item. Adjustable. 6 of 12. I'll go down. 5 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 3 o'clock. That's what I want to do, but I want it at 3.30, not 3 o'clock, so I need to flick right. Zero, zero minutes. Pick her item. Adjustable. 13 of 60. Oh, 05 minutes. 10 minutes. 15 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 f- 30 minutes. Now it's set to 3.30, so I'll flick right. PM. Pick her item. Adjustable. Two That's two. fine. Host club. None. Button. And I don't want this to be a part of a particular club at this point. Description. You get about 200 characters, I believe, in the description, and I need to make a really important point in the description of this one. So just double tap. Insertion point at end. By entering the room, you understand this will be recorded for use on the Mosin at Large podcast demo and review of Club House. Space. Let's just read that back. By entering the room, you understand this will be recorded for use on the Mosin at Large podcast demo and review of Clubhouse. And now I'll flick right. 73 characters remaining. So I've got a bit more real estate there, but I think I've said all that needs to be said in this case. So I'll go to the top of the screen. Cancel button. Flick right. New event. Heading. Publish button. And now the publish button is not grayed out because I've got everything filled in. So I'll double tap. Publish. Dismiss button. Now flick right. Edit button. Tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Your thoughts on Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. Photo of Jonathan Mosen button. W slash Jonathan Mosen. By entering the room, you understand this will be recorded for use on the Mosin at Large podcast demo and review of Clubhouse. Share button. Tweet button. Copy button. Calendar button. So these are ways that you can spread the word and also just make sure that you don't miss your own events. But these apply to all events as well. So I go back. Copy button. Tweet button. I want to tweet this. I'll double tap. And voice selected home tab. Oh, finally, we've got some response there. Cancel but tweet button. Jonathan Mosen. Text field is editing. I'm discussing your thoughts on Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. Tomorrow, the 18th of February at 3:30 p.m. NGDT on a join Clubhouse. Join us. HTTPS colon slash slash www.joinclubhouse.com slash event slash M8NWQ2XA. Word mode. Insertion point at end. It's currently selected to send through my Jonathan Mosin account. It's brought up the official Twitter app, and I want to change that to the Mosin at Large podcast account. So I'll go to the top of the screen. Cancel button. Flick right. Tweet button. Jonathan Mosin. At Jonathan Mosin. Jonathan Mosin button. Double tap. Close button. Accounts. Head. Jonathan Mosin. Mushroom FM. Mosin at Large Podcast. At Mosin at l- Text Here field. Is and now. Mosin at Large Podcast. It. Tweet button. Here we go. Account. Twitter notification. Now the event has been set up and it's been shared on the Mosin at Large Podcast account. And we just hope that the old adage about if you build it, they will come applies to this little conversation and that we will have some people who we can talk to about Clubhouse. I'm still in the Twitter app right now, so I need to perform a four-finger flick to the right to get back to Clubhouse. Clubhouse, dismiss button. And I'm going to dismiss this for now. All rooms, back button. 
and double tap the back button to get to the All Rooms screen, which is the first screen that you encounter in Clubhouse. All Room. Explore button. I'll flick to the right. Invite friends button. Bulletin button. Activity button. Let's take a quick look at the activity screen and what you might see there. I'll double tap. Activity. All rooms. Back button. And flick to the right. Activity heading. Photo of Johanna Peralta button. Johanna Peralta scheduled sparkles. Keto mom life sparkles. With Keto 4 the soul for Wednesday, February 17th at 3 p.m. Because I follow the Keto for the Soul club, I'm seeing that an event has been scheduled in that club in my activity feed. I check my activity feed on Clubhouse quite regularly, at least at the moment, while the novelty hasn't worn off, and I pretty quickly see when somebody has followed me and elect to follow them back if I want to. One minute ago. Yeah, so that was only a minute ago that that was scheduled. Photo of Jennifer Chang button. Jennifer Cheng scheduled from Bloomberg to Blockchain Founder Interview WNG Lao with Talk Club for Tuesday, March 23rd at 1 a.m. 19 minutes ago. Photo of Onaghago button. Onaghago scheduled the business of podcasting with the power of podcasting for Wednesday, February 17th at 12 p.m. So you can see there is some overlap between the bulletin and the activity feed. And I guess the best way that I have found to describe this is that in the bulletin, you may see things from people that you are not following or from clubs that you haven't joined, that Clubhouse's algorithm has elected to show you. So the bulletin is going to show you more than the activity feed does in terms of events. Now, the activity screen is the screen where you will see if somebody from your contacts has joined Clubhouse and they're waiting, let me in, let me in, then you can let them in with just a double tap, and it's as simple as that. The good thing is that if you let somebody into Clubhouse this way, you're not using one of your invitations. We'll go back now. Is Pinterest your list building? Explore button. Invite friends button. Bulletin button. Activity button. Profile button. I'm going to go back into my profile screen because there are a couple of things that I didn't show you that are important. We'll double tap. Profile. All rooms. Back button. And flick to the right. Settings button. Let's double tap settings. Double tap to dismiss pop-up window. And button. flick right. Settings, heading, button. VoiceOver isn't telling me what that is, but let's go back. Notif button. S button. Sometimes I've heard it say possibly close, so I'm not sure what that button does other than to uh, close the profile screen. That's probably what it does do. Notifications. Frequency, normal, button. Clubhouse notifications can get very intense, and you may want to manage this, particularly if you have to have your notifications on for legitimate business purposes. You can also snooze them. So we'll double tap this. Very frequent. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see what very frequent is like, because even on normal, they're pretty frequent. Frequent. Selected, normal. Infrequent. Very infrequent. And those are the choices available. I have not found anywhere a definitive explanation of what happens when you change these settings. In other words, what determines the notifications that you get with each of these settings. So you may want to have a play with this or do some further Google searching. I'll go back. Frequency, normal, And button. flick right. Include trending rooms. Include trending rooms. Switch button on. Turning this off can help a lot. Because when there are trending rooms, you're going to get a notification when something becomes popular. And just because something's popular doesn't mean that you are necessarily interested in it. 
So by turning this off, your notifications are immediately going to become a lot more relevant to you and a bit less frequent. The downside, of course, FOMO, fear of missing out. It could be that a room is trending for a reason, and that reason is something that you might be interested in. Pause notifications. You can pause notifications. Pause notifications. Switch button off. And we'll double tap this. On. Pause notifications. Now we'll flick right. For an hour. Button. Until this evening. Button. Until morning. Button. For a week. Button. Cancel. Button. I'm going to double tap cancel for now. But this is what I have elected to do just to get some sanity and get my work done. (laughs) I go in here and pause notifications until the evening so that I don't get bothered by Clubhouse during the day. I'll flick right. Interest. 26. Button. I've told Clubhouse about 26 interests that I have, and you can go through and simply double tap the interests that Clubhouse has listed, and this will help it understand the kind of things that will interest you. You can change these at any time. I'll flick right. What's new? It is good to check the What's New screen. Whenever there's an app update, they don't put in the app description what has changed. You have to go in here into your profile and then settings and choose What's New. And to be fair to Clubhouse, they do give you quite a detailed explanation of what they have changed or added or deleted for that matter, because this is in beta. FAQ slash contact us. If you have any feedback on accessibility or for that matter, any aspect of Clubhouse, then let them know. They are clearly responsive to accessibility feedback, so do feel free to send them constructive, descriptive, well-worded feedback. Community Guidelines. It's really important to take a look at these community guidelines. They're very readable. It's not legalese. But when you go into a new community, you want to fit in. You don't want to do anything by accident that kind of sticks out or, you know, that appears inappropriate. Terms of service. And that is the more legalese side of it. Privacy policy. And the privacy policy. Disconnect Twitter. Connect Instagram. Log out. And you can log out of the app. Version 0.1.28.304. That's the version number. It's a good idea when you are providing feedback to Clubhouse about accessibility or any technical issue to quote that version number so there's no ambiguity about the version of the app that you're using. I'll go back. All rooms. Back button. And now I'll go back one more to get out of my profile. Is Pinterest your list build explore button? Invite friends, bulletin, activity, profile, hosted by Karaoke Club. So we've gone through the main items on the screen, except if we go to the bottom of the screen. Body list, button. And I'll flick left. Start a room, button. We can start a room. So this is the difference between scheduling an event, which of course also creates a room at a particular time and lets people know, gives them advance notice, and actually just starting a room casually. And you don't have to schedule an event at all to make the most of Clubhouse. There are many rooms that just start spontaneously that get quite a bit of traction. Just last weekend when I was playing with Clubhouse, I started a room and before I knew it, a whole bunch of people, blind people, were just chatting away very casually and it was all just spontaneous. So if you find yourself at a bit of a loose end and you want to either share some knowledge or just hang out with people, You can start a room here anytime, no need to give advance notice, but this is where the follower stuff really is important, because when you just create a room out of the blue like this, then your followers will be notified and and that kind of thing. So it's it's important to establish those networks if you want this to work well. I'll double tap. Start a room. Dismiss button. And I'll flick right. Plus add a topic button. You don't have to add a topic, but it helps. I mean, for some people, if they hear that you are creating a room, 
and they're friends of yours, that will be enough perhaps to get them joining. But if you want to widen the reach, then you would probably want to add a descriptive topic and tell people why you have created that room. It could be something as simple as just hanging out for a chat or happy hour or any number of things like that. I'll flick to the right. Selected. Open room. This is a good time to talk about the different types of rooms that exist. Clubhouse has been experimenting with different types of rooms, but as I record this demo in late February of 2021, here are the names that you will usually find. First, there is the open rooms. Now, anyone can join the room when it's open. Open rooms are popular for hosting public conversations or shows or meeting lots of new people. And that's the default setting for all rooms in Clubhouse. If you don't change it, then you're going to create an open room. Social media can be kind of scary, and sometimes you just want to hang out with people that you know. And this is where the social room can come in. Sometimes you might prefer to just have a conversation with the people that you know and you trust. So Clubhouse says that with the social room option, only the people that you follow will be allowed in the room. If you want to open the room up to more people, you can add people as moderators and the people that they follow will then be allowed to join as well. It's kind of like, as Clubhouse says, a real world party. And next, you've got the closed rooms. With closed or private rooms, only people that you specifically add to the room can join. Now, there is another kind of room that will pop up in notifications sometimes, and this is a welcome room. These are created for new users when they first sign up, and you will definitely be pinged with a welcome room for someone if you invite them or add them through your contacts. When you've created the kind of room that you want, then you can invite people. If people are following you, you can double tap on their name and it'll instantly send them a ping which says you should join this room. So do use that sparingly or they might unfollow you. But if you're trying to attract specific people because you're talking about a specific thing or people are getting together to hang out, then with appropriate discretion, you can invite people in that way by double tapping and pinging them and telling them that you have created the room. You do have some flexibility over the degree of notifying that you get for each user that you follow on Clubhouse. If you really are a fan of someone or a very close friend of someone or you have very similar interests to someone, you can be always notified whenever they are contributing in a room. And that can be a guidance as to good things happening in Clubhouse that you may want to be a part of. The default setting is to sometimes notify, which kind of gives Clubhouse's algorithms a bit of discretion about what you see involving the activity of people that you follow. We've talked a bit about clubs, and I want to drill down into this. So any individual can start a room, but it is also possible for users to start a club. So what's the difference between a club and a room? Clubhouse says that clubs are groups based on identity, interests, industries, you name it. There's probably a club that's been proposed or is already live. Some clubs are public and host frequent meetups, and others are private. Clubhouse says we call them clubs, but you can think of them as conversation series because consistent conversation is what builds a great community. Some clubs host conversations weekly, others bi-weekly, and others daily. It's totally up to the creator. Clubs also let you decide to get together publicly or privately. At the moment, a user can only start one club and an application for a club must be approved manually by Clubhouse. They hope to have an automated process built into the app 
soon because there's quite a backlog at the moment with so many people joining Clubhouse now and wanting to start clubs. We've taken a comprehensive look at Clubhouse and I have some final thoughts as we wrap up. The audio on Clubhouse is okay. I don't think it's consuming much bandwidth and that keeps Clubhouse's bandwidth requirements under control. It also means that those on patchy internet connections should be able to participate without buffering. That's important with a service like Clubhouse. It could so easily be spoiled by buffering and I actually haven't heard any when I've been using the service. If you're on a mobile connection which has a data cap, participating should be viable and not consume too much of your data. Even when you have a mild hearing impairment, Clubhouse may be tough going sometimes. Many people will use headsets or earbuds of dubious quality. AirPods, for example, may sound great to the wearer with the AirPods in, but the microphones are a very poor choice for apps like Clubhouse because the microphone is not close to your mouth, so the audio can sound faint, full of acoustical bounce in rooms with even a little bit of echo, and pick up a lot of background noise. Following Clubhouse etiquette and muting yourself when you're on stage but not talking can help a lot, because even when you are in a quiet environment, your device can generate hiss, and it only takes a few unmuted people for that hiss to become really noticeable. So please, when you're not talking, mute yourself on Clubhouse. We've seen many services over the years that start with audio and then they eventually branch out into video saying it's the next big evolution in the service. I hope that Clubhouse doesn't do that, that they stick to their knitting, which should be audio, because there's plenty of scope for growth and improvement of their audio. The app currently doesn't support stereo or a higher bit rate. As Clubhouse considers a viable business model and thinking about how to make money, a hi-fi audio option could be a premium feature. Some people are already doing Clubhouse karaoke and other musical things, and frankly, they sound horrible. Of course, for reasons outlined above, bandwidth and ease of hearing, you would want to keep mono around for most use cases, like the talk shows and casual chats. But stereo has its place, and as of iOS 14, apps can now offer stereo with the built-in mics on the iPhone. The app seems to be presenting itself to iOS in such a way that many quality microphone peripherals won't work, and that's disappointing. For example, when I connect a USB microphone like the Samsung Q2U with the aid of the Lightning to USB adapter to my iPhone, the moment I enter a room with participants, the Q2U cuts out, and the app forces the use of the built-in microphone and speaker. There are apparently ways of connecting mixes and other high-quality audio peripherals, but they seem quite outmoded and unnecessarily complex, most of them involving headphone jacks, so you have to use the Lightning to 3.5 adapter. In addition to high-quality audio options on the phone, being able to participate in Clubhouse conversations from desktop platforms like Windows and Mac OS would open up some exciting possibilities. Moving away from the sound quality, maintaining the quality of content is going to be a challenge as Clubhouse expands. Will it just turn into another way for people to have casual chats? Will Clubhouse be able to keep the trolls and the harassment at bay? And will Clubhouse be able to maintain a high proportion of rooms that operate like a high-quality talk show? The Clubhouse community guidelines say that you can't record a room without the express consent of participants. 
Many podcasters, including me, are interpreting this rule to mean that as long as you make it very clear in the room name or description that you are recording for a podcast, you are complying with that guideline. But Clubhouse doesn't offer recording facilities as part of the app. Although, as I said at the beginning of this review and demonstration, it does keep temporary recordings of all content itself. I think the creation of high-quality content would be promoted with the ability to turn a Clubhouse event into a recording fit for podcasting all from the app. After all, if you spend a long time getting a guest, thinking about what you want to say, really putting effort into your Clubhouse room, and then it vanishes into the ether, that's a bit demoralizing in this day and age. Such rooms could have a podcast designation, so it was clear to all that they may be recorded. I've heard some podcasters broadcasting the live recording of their podcasts on Clubhouse, where they interview guests who are connected via another platform like Zoom. The podcaster hasn't found a way to connect their Zoom audio directly to their phone, so the audio is being picked up by having a microphone close to a speaker. It sounds awful. And that begs the question, why wouldn't you just use a Zoom webinar if you want to involve an audience? Pretty much everybody has Zoom on their phones anyway. Zoom supports all major desktop platforms and the audio quality is a lot better with stereo and hi-fi options. Clubhouse is in beta and evolving rapidly, but these are all things they'll need to consider as the mystique of having been invited to Clubhouse wears off and it becomes just another choice where people weigh up the pros and cons of using it. Voiceover accessibility of Clubhouse is evolving rapidly, which is good to see. There are a few things to note at the time of recording. In some screens, the back or dismiss button is not up top where you expect it to be, so you may have to hunt around to find a way to get out of a screen. Sometimes the two-finger scrub gesture works, other times it doesn't. I'd like to see the magic tap used to toggle the muting of your own audio. And the little dialogue that invites you to accept an invitation to be on stage should, in my view, be a pop-up. One thing I'm seeing is that for new blind people who are trying to start to use Clubhouse, accepting an invitation to go on stage is the hardest part. If you're blind and moderating a Clubhouse discussion, Braille is going to be your best friend. If you're trying to focus on the discussion and participate in it, having voiceover prattling away to you about who has their hands raised, moving people off the stage and back into the audience, that's all going to distract you from your ability to focus on what's being said and participating in the discussion yourself. With Braille, it's magnitudes easier. You may also elect to have an additional moderator, whose job it is to handle the bringing of people on and off the stage, so that one person is the host, keeping the conversation moving and interesting, and the other person is handling all the technicals. There are many situations where sighted people in Clubhouse are doing exactly that. Whether you're running a room or listening in one, it's currently not easy to know who's speaking. And that's fine when you only have one or two people on stage at once. You can work it out from the context, But once a few more people are up on stage, and if you're not familiar with their voices, it can be tough to know who's talking. That's important, particularly for moderators, because if someone's being annoying or inappropriate or they're just hogging too much of the time and you want to mute them for a while to give someone else a chance, you can't tell who to perform that action on. So is Clubhouse a fad or is it here to stay? 
Will they find a business model to make it profitable, or might they be scooped up by one of the big players? What will become of Clubhouse when Twitter Spaces, a Clubhouse competitor, which I have previewed and which has better sounding audio than Clubhouse, launches? Only time will tell, but it's refreshing to have a social network built around something that many blind people love, audio. For now, Clubhouse is hot. For all things Mosin at large, check out the website, where you can listen to episodes online, subscribe using your favourite podcast app, and contact the show. Just point your browser to podcast.mosen.org. That's podcast.mosen.org. Mosen at Large Podcast. Earlier in this demonstration, we scheduled an event. We set up a room for a specific time and invited blind people to come into that room at that time to tell us what they think of Clubhouse. Well, the moment of truth has arrived because the hour is nigh and we will find out if anybody turns up to share their opinions with us about Clubhouse. So it's time to set up and I want to give some thoughts about doing just that. I'll go to the top of the screen. Explore button. The screen will be familiar to you by now. I'll flick to the right. Invite friends button. Bulletin button. There's the bulletin. So I'll double tap. Bulletin. All rooms. Back button. And flick to the right. Upcoming for you button. Double tap. Upcoming. What would you like to see? All upcoming button. Upcoming for you. Check my events button. And we want to choose my events so we can get ready to set up. My events button. I'll flick to the right. Button add calendar button today. Edit button. 3.30 p.m. Your thoughts on Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. That's the event that we set up and you can edit it. You could change the time. You could change the information in the event, but I don't want to edit it as I put the segments of the recording together. There's about 10 minutes to go. It's about 3.20 p.m. So I'll double tap this. Dismiss button. And flick right. Edit button. Today, 3.30 p.m. Your thoughts on Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. Start the room. Start the room button. Right at the bottom of the screen, we see the magic button that says start the room. When we do this, then the room will be live. People will be notified that the room has started and people will be able to come in. What I'll do at around about 3.25 is start the room, put myself on mute, and just allow people to turn up. Sadly, no way to offer music on hold at this point. But before we go in there, I want to talk about how important I think Braille is in a scenario like this. I'm going to use the voiceover rotor. Characters. Describe images. Screen recognition. Language. Container. Hints. Sounds. And I'm on sounds now, and I'm going to turn my voiceover sounds off. This is because I'm going to be recording the event for you to listen to, and I don't want you to have to put up with voiceover clicks and pops and bings while I am checking who's raised their hand and while I welcome people to the stage and perhaps take some other people off the stage. So my hope is that by turning voiceover sounds off and speech off, you will hear Clubhouse as other people would hear Clubhouse. And I'm going to be doing this all from my Mantis Q40 Braille display, doing all the management. Sounds off. Sounds are off, and all I need to do now is turn speech off. Speech off. And you should have a nice clean recording of excerpts from our Clubhouse discussion. So I'm going to go in, give people a chance to get themselves settled with my microphone muted, 
And then the next thing you'll hear is the actual Clubhouse session. Kia ora koutou from New Zealand, everybody. The radio guy in me says we should start at exactly when I said we would. So here we are at 3.30 New Zealand time. Welcome to this Clubhouse Mosin at Large room, where we're going to be discussing Clubhouse from a blindness perspective. Just in the last couple of weeks, many blind people have arrived on the Clubhouse platform. And that's timely because, of course, Clubhouse has become a lot more accessible in recent times, thanks to an update that came out a couple of weeks ago. We're going to be following traditional Clubhouse format with this discussion, and that means that if you want to contribute, please raise your hand. I will welcome one, maybe two of you at a time to the stage, and you're welcome to share your thoughts on Clubhouse, how it's working out for you, and whether you think it's likely to have a long-term place in your life. Some of the things I think it would be helpful to explore include whether you see this being something that you will use on a regular basis, There's a bit of mystique around Clubhouse at the moment, isn't there? Because it's invitation only. And so when you feel like you've broken through and you know what's behind the green door, that's all very exciting. But of course, Clubhouse does compete for your time with all sorts of things, including podcasts and audiobooks and just having a life. And one of the things that's occurred to me is that while there is a lot of good information on Clubhouse, Of course, you can't skip it. If you're not available when something really good is on, then you've missed out, very much like traditional talk radio before podcasts came along. Some entrepreneurial Clubhouse people are trying to integrate podcasting with Clubhouse, but the platform really hasn't been designed for that. So it's a little bit kludgy in the way that uh, people are seeking to do that. So what do you think of it? Do you think it will last? Is it one of those things that's really going to change the way that we engage in the blind community? Welcome your thoughts on all of those things. And we'll uh, ask you when you've had your say, if you can mute yourself, I will do my best to take off the stage and back into the audience, the people who have already spoken. So we'll try and do this in a methodical way. If you are new to Clubhouse, one of the things that I'm sure people might want to comment on is that it can be hard to accept an invitation to come onto the stage. If you're quick enough, you may well find that you can choose a little banner that briefly pops up telling you that you've been invited to go on stage. If not, another way to do this is to find your own profile when you hear the sound that indicates that you've been invited to the stage. And at the end of the items in your own profile, you will find a new button that says accept invitation. We're going to bring Angie Matney from the great Commonwealth of Virginia on stage first out of all the hands that are raised here. And welcome, Angie. And I guess I'd be interested in your thoughts on Clubhouse because I got you on here a few days ago. So I hope it was worthwhile me getting you on here. I am glad to be here from the great uh, jurisdiction. Of yes, that, that's a safe bet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, first, I get to be first, yay. Um, <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for doing this, and thanks for inviting me to the stage. So I just joined uh, Clubhouse, as many people have, within the last few days, I guess Saturday. I don't know how much I'm going to be into this long term. I think for me, maybe not a ton, just because I have a lot of other stuff going on. And I was sort of uh, trying to cut back on social media a little bit before I got started with this anyway. (laughs) Um, But having said that, 
Uh, it's been it's been really interesting, and I've found a few groups that are related to my industry. Um, so I'm a data privacy lawyer, and I found I found a few groups, uh, as you might expect on a platform like this, to do with data and AI and all kinds of other stuff, um, as well as a lot of groups about accessibility and and things of that nature. And was just on an interesting. Uh, in an interesting room where people were, uh, there was a screen reader, ask me anything set up. And so you had some people who were newly blind and some people who weren't blind at all, but were just curious. Uh, a lot of people asking questions about screen reader use and how that worked. So I guess I'm kind of excited to see the possibilities and to be able to talk with people that I otherwise wouldn't encounter. And what was encouraging about the last group that I just mentioned is there were a number of people who work for large software companies that are interested in accessibility and a better user interface for everybody. And so I'm glad to see that people who are responsible for creating a lot of the software and apps that we use on a daily basis have this new way of engaging with members of the disability community. And so that's one thing that makes me kind of excited uh, for Clubhouse and to hope that it uh, continues on. Your comments bring two questions for me. One is, do you think that Clubhouse will be able to maintain that kind of quality? Because it is interesting, at this invitation-only stage, there are a lot of people who really know their stuff, some very senior professional people in many organizations. And it's kind of like an audio LinkedIn if you choose to use it like that. But I wonder, as this thing inevitably goes off invitation only and they extend it, whether that's going to be the case, whether it's going to descend into kind of dating, you know, just casual conversations. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just wonder whether the flavor is going to completely change from the initial stages. I think that is almost certainly going to ha <clears throat> excuse me going to happen and even though I've only been here a short time I think it probably has already started to happen it technically is still invitation only but uh if somebody wants to join and they um are have a contact who's on Clubhouse that person can let them in so I think it's it's easier to to you know get in now obviously than it was and um I'd heard some stats about the numbers of new people that have come in, and it's just mind-boggling, but I'm not sure if those are accurate. But if those stats were to believe to be believed, it was something like a you know 2,000 or 20,000 percent increase or something insane like that in the number of people in just over the past few weeks. So I think that may happen, but I think it just will then become the people I follow that I'm meeting now uh, tend to be in these rooms that that drive my interests. And so hopefully, you know, there stays a community within that that, who, that you can talk about these things with, like, you know, biases and AI or, you know, product inclusion and accessibility and all these things. So I'm hoping that does remain a part of it. But, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going to, you know, evolve, obviously. Wonderful. Thanks so much for those thoughts, Angie. And let's bring to the stage Gary O'Donoghue. I think he is still reporting... In Washington, are you, Gary? You're still safely ensconced in D.C.? Yes, I'm here on N Street in D.C., in northwest D.C. Tremendous. Uh, probably not a million miles away from where Angie is. I've only been on for a few days, and there's a couple of things that st strike me about it. One is there's an awful lot of kind of get-rich-quick 
yes. stuff around, which is, you know, I have no interest in. I'm, I'm surprised it, it, there's so much of it. You're a, you're a journalist, BBC yeah. journalist, rich already, right? Obviously, obviously. <laughs> but all these sort of Bitcoin discussions and and there's also a kind of lot of blur around about entrepreneurialism. I suspect. I mean, I'm not an entrepreneur and uh, and never have been, but you know, I, I've dipped in and out of a few of those rooms, and the I've I've wondered whether this conversation for the people who are really looking for that kind of advice was particularly high grade. The one joy I have found from it so far. Uh, well, one of the joys I've found from it so far is I've always actually, I, I did a, a French degree when I was at university and I've never really practiced. My French is very rusty, but I found a couple of marvelous rooms where people just go and sort of chat at my level. Um, mm. And it's been, it's been, a, it's been something I've thought about for years, you know, trying to kind of reestablish my uh, language skills. And here's a sort of a off the peg way that it's been so easy to do. And I've actually really enjoyed that. The, the one thing I wonder about the long-term thing is audio is great, um, but will these people, will everyone be satisfied with audio? You know, yes. will they eventually want photos? Video is the next big killer feature, yeah. isn't it, with all of these things? It seems to in- inexorably go to video. Yeah. So I do, I do kind of wonder whether or not it will end up going down that route. Um, as for the accessibility, I mean, it's not bad. Um, I don't know if you probably all know this, but I find that if you turn the screen recognition thing on and voiceover, then the banner, when it pops up to come up to the stage, is easy to find. Right. Um, I then turn it off because some of the other stuff is then harder to find, bizarrely. But for that moment when you need to find the banner to accept the invitation, the screen recognition function on seems to make that easier. That's a useful Um, tip. The rest of it seems, you know, reasonably okay. I mean, there's obviously an algorithm at work, and and, and it obviously does take time to 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 find you properly. And so I'm still wading through a lot of things that really, you know, I'm surprised they they're putting my way. But we'll see. We'll see how good. I mean, I, I, I stumble. You do stumble on things. I stumbled on something earlier today when I was just had five minutes to spare, which was a bunch of. British comedians in a room talking about Britishness, and it was just, <laughs> you know, and it was just very, you know, it was semi-serious and semi-funny, and and it was just, it was slightly refreshing, really. It was um, so that ran. I like the randomness of it, you know. In you know, it's it's sort of, I mean, Twitter, you you, you know, it's self-select, you self-select the people you follow on Twitter. This has a bit more randomness involved. You know, you're confronted with stuff in a way you perhaps aren't on other platforms. You sound like you're on the fence about whether you'll be using this long term. I'm not sure is the answer. It's a new thing, and you know, we, you know, you, you know, I like everyone else can get carried away with new stuff a bit. Uh, as I say, I'm very surprised that the, the thing I really like it for so far, you know, it just didn't. It just, you know, that just that was something I didn't expect to find on here. You know, the ability to practice uh, my languages or my language that I speak. But, um, but yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes. I mean. If if there's if it ends up just being a place for people to talk about how much Bitcoin is going to go up in the next week, then, then I'm out of it. <laughs> well, fair enough too. <laughs> Love. Thank you, Gary.
Appreciate that. Let's hear from Michael. Now, Michael, I know from your contributions to Mosin at Large that you are very much into sort of uh, monitoring social media trends and engagement and all those sorts of very, you know, you're, you're, you're the jargon man, man. So <laughs> I, I'm interested in your take on all of this. So it's very interesting. My take on this originally was that uh, my co-host invited me and I said, why do I want to spend my time on another social media? Which that caught me off guard when I said that. I'm like, man, I must be getting burnt out on this social media thing. Uh, but when I jumped on here, it was before the accessibility changes had, had happened. So it was a bit more challenging and I spent less time on it. Uh, after accessibility changes had come through, I find myself spending a little more time on it, but you made a comment earlier about determining whether or not you want to spend time on this app or doing something else, mm. such as listening to podcasts or Netflix. And I realize now that, you know, I, I have been doing less podcast listening and that Castro queue is getting bigger and bigger. Yep. Uh, so that's been taking a lot of, a lot of my time, but I've also connected in a, personal level, more personal than Twitter or Facebook, uh, because it's with the sound of, of other people's voices with people who I haven't talked to since 2004. And it's very interesting, some of the people that come out of the woodworks. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm curious, Jonathan, do you have any experience with the podcast app Stereo? And I want to know if you know if there's a difference in this versus something like Stereo. I have had a quick play with stereo but the last time i had a look at it they had some serious accessibility issues and i contacted them and i said to them i guess what i would say to the clubhouse people which is this kind of platform is built for blind people blind people would love this and i'd like to have a chat to you about how you can improve some of the accessibility issues but i didn't hear back uh, how is it looking for you have you had a play lately I haven't, but it's funny that, you know, I've been spending some time on Foursquare, or Foursquare, wow, that rings that yeah. right, on Clubhouse, and all of a sudden Facebook is retargeting me with stereo ads. Uh, imagine that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's, that's quite interesting, and it's, it's an experience, um, and I think I'm going to try to spend less time on it, consciously, um, and I will be interested to see where it is in six months or a year uh, down the road because it could go one of two different directions. I have one last comment, and then I will move myself back to the audience. For those who didn't know, if you tap on your profile, that button that says accept speaking invitation now says move to audience. So Thank you. you. That will help me out up. a lot while I'm trying to concentrate yep. and moderate at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so the one thing that I think is getting better but used to drive me crazy in the beginning, and, and I'm seeing it less, is if someone goes in and joins a room, that person doesn't always have to be on stage. Sometimes they just want to sit there and listen. That's right. And a productive room can easily get ruined by bringing everyone and their brother and maybe even their puppy up on stage and you have to listen to all the background noise. And that can be very disconcerting, especially for someone who's just browsing through the app to, to look and see what's available. So I'm glad that, that you there? raised this because I wanted to slot this in somewhere you know, blind people have been using technology like this for years. I can remember using things like Hear Me back in the late 1990s. 
And, you know, you look at all the special sites that blind people have had over the years, like audio tips and for the people. And, you know, it, it is another example of how we are leading the way with this stuff. The, the kind of thing that sighted people are going wow about. We were doing it 20 years ago, dudes. Now, the interesting thing is, though, that it seems to me that a lot of the blind rooms I've been in are adopting that culture rather than the clubhouse culture. If you go into a room that is well-versed in clubhouse culture, it's exactly like you say. It's more like talk radio that we're doing now, where you have one or maybe two people on the stage, they say their piece, you go on to the next person. But a lot of blind people are not using it like that. Let's uh, see if we can go to Bonnie Mosen. I better I better invite my better half up on the stage. So, Bonnie, we've just sent you a uh, invitation to come on stage, and we'll hear from you. Well, thanks for having this forum. I do think it's a an important thing to do, especially when something is has just uh, gotten off the launch pad. And I agree a lot with what others have said. I just one thing about the audio talking whether the audio per, portion of it will stay around. One thing that I have noticed since the the pandemic and everyone moving to the Zoom platform. A lot of them don't, a lot of people are working in their pajamas or whatever else, and they don't want the video on. So I'm wondering if this is kind of a byproduct of that, perhaps, and the audio will stay around for a while. For me, I'm kind of like um, Gary when he was talking about all the get-rich-quick schemes and the Bitcoin. Mm. I have noticed that it's almost like a late-night infomercial. Uh, with all the different get rich entrepreneurial stuff, which I'm not interested in. So mainly I've been using it for professional stuff, finding things like Angie was talking about things that she was particularly interested in and going into those rooms and and discovering other things that uh, sounded interesting that I have, have gone into. I'm not particularly interested in using it for social chatting. That's not something I would do in my normal life. I would, but I would call someone on the phone or Skype or something like that. So I'm not really interested in going in the social rooms. But just uh, I found some equestrian stuff, some political stuff that I'm interested in, writing stuff, and uh, you know other things that uh, looked interesting to drop in on. So that's how whether I'll use it long term. Probably not. I mean, it's a toy right now, something fun to play with, and I can check in and of course you get lots of uh push notifications throughout the day from the different rooms but uh yeah we'll just see how it unfolds i do hope that it doesn't deteriorate into chaos like a lot of these things do but i think just kind of choose your rooms wisely it's interesting i haven't heard anybody say anything emphatic like dude this has totally changed my life and i i never want to be without it again and things like that so yeah, a, a bit equivocal is what I'm hearing. Hmm. Let's go to fellow fun guy, Gino J. I've been using, I, I've, I've really been using um, Clubhouse at least now for, since Saturday. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a little hesitant about where it's going. I mean, I had a discussion with some others in another room and had said something along the lines of, well, you know, I like the fact that Clubhouse is more of a, you know, listen-in conversation kind of thing and only, you know, contribute what you want. And, and you said it earlier, most of the blind people anyway tend to use the rooms as just a public 
chatting. And I mean, really, you could do that anywhere else. But I mean, the whole purpose of this, at least in my opinion, was to connect with, you know, professionals. Mm. Um, do you feel I mean, some it, sort of obligation when you see people that you've known half your life or more uh, on here? Mm-hmm. You sort of think, oh, I, I guess I should follow them. You know, I, 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 you, you're, I do. Um, because, like, I, I actually was just earlier uh, cleaning my followers list. Because, I mean, a lot of times they'll, f- they'll jump in a room and I'm like, okay, well, I don't really need to be notified when you're going up because, A, you don't have the same interests I have. And, B, you know, I mean, the rooms that you'll go to, maybe f- I, I may not necessarily want to contribute something, for example, so I don't think anyone should feel obligated to follow somebody on Twitter that, on here, for example. But I, I do think that, yeah, you know, I, I like the idea that Clubhouse is more of a platform for getting interested in stuff that you normally wouldn't. And I'll give an example. So Monday, <clears throat> there was a voice talent room, you know, just reading dry voice reads. And I, you know, was just listening in and was hearing a bunch of people. And they had Kelly Doherty. I don't know if you know who she is. I don't. Um, they had uh, the one of the actresses from, from the Rugrats that played Tommy Pickles. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, they had legit people. Yeah. Yeah, they had legit people in here giving you advice on, mm. you know, critiquing. And that, to me, was interesting. Um, after the whole thing happened, I saw that they were in another room and I came out and I said, you know, the, 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 there was like a thousand or so people and I more or less came out and said I never got to do it because it was like pushing 1230 here by the time, you know, and I wasn't even near number one on the list. So I was like, you know, and, and they actually sat down and, and listened to me and do my dry read right then and there in another room. And I think that's what I'm saying is, is this platform for me is more about getting exposure if you're looking for it or you know just getting involved in stuff that you're interested in more than it is say for example just chatting with anybody so what this says to me Gino is that Clubhouse can be what you want it to be I guess you can you can want it to be a kind of really casual thing what you're talking about and I think what I'm trying to get out of it is it's kind of like an audio LinkedIn and I'm with you Mm -hmm. I am very interested in just networking with people who are chief executives like me particularly actually disabled chief executives like me because in New Zealand there aren't many and also, though, just radio people and, and podcasters that I like to hang out with. There was a really interesting room I was in the other day where there was this guy who clearly knows his stuff, some sort of commercial radio guy. He's got the mm-hmm. voice, and uh, I think he even had his audio coming you know, from a mixer somehow. And um, I rig, yeah. He, he was saying, go to this website and upload your air check, and then we'll listen to your air check in the clubhouse room. And we will sort of critique it. And they had a whole lot of radio professionals there, some of whom were syndicated and things in the United States. That was hella interesting. Yeah. I just came in from one a little bit ago this afternoon about uh, Q&As for building your own studio. Mm. And, I mean, those things were kind of interesting to me, I, I, I think. And there, there's another one that actually kind of fascinated me. It was um, – 
the God particle. It was called God Talk, and it was basically about physics. And I was just like, those things were absolutely fascinating. I mean, we can, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you could have the conversation with a bunch of your friends, but I mean, it's really nice to actually be exposed to the people that you admire, for example. They had Gilbert Godfrey up here last week. So, I mean, for crying out loud, you know, I think uh, people should take advantage of the fact that you can really meet some of your idols up here, you know? Dude, your brain's going to be expanding so much, you'll have to get a new head to accommodate it. I know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hey, good thoughts. Thank you so much, Gene. I really appreciate that. No problem. Now, here is a real talky talk internet radio pioneer coming up on the stage. It's Michael Loff, and we haven't heard from you, Michael, for a while. I just got in here last night, invited about 24 hours ago. I love the technology. I see using it, both social applications and uh, business networking. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out how to optimize my profile to make that work. I'm just told it works, interfaces with the iRig Pro. So I haven't pulled up my lightning cable to see if it'll work with the mixer, if we can jazz up the audio. Now tell me about this, Mike, because isn't that the old thing that has a 3.5 headphone jack in it or something? Um, Is that even, is there a lightning version of that? Yes, it does have, um, what do you call that? The DIN connector it has different uh, cords that they give you with it, and one of them is Lightning. Uh, you also get one for Android and uh, standard USB. Mm. Use it with Windows. I'll be interested to know how you get on with this because last night I plugged my Samsung QTU, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, Mike, but it's just a standard. Yes, I have one. Yeah, and so you will know then that on the iPhone, it works with pretty much everything. It works with Ferrite and you know all the recorders, but... In Clubhouse, the moment you set up a room and somebody goes into that room, it switches back to the speaker and the built-in mic. Yeah, that was my fear. Apple, it would be locked down in the Apple sphere. And I didn't know if they did not want you to record. Now I'm told that you can record, but you have to have the permission of everyone on stage. So That's right. We'll have to That's why I've got the disclaimer here on the room description that we're recording this for the podcast. And a number of podcasters are doing this. Yeah, my only fear with this is that if it really is opened up to the public at large, could it degrade it? So yes. that's a topic you bring up on Saturday and what people, how they feel about that. Do they like it being closed or do they think it should be open to all? And what is the business model uh, for this technology? Are they going to maybe eventually have licenses so that you could purchase and have your own room and then just have the people that you want to include? Uh, so we're wondering what the long-term business model is. Yeah, Michael Babcock was talking to me about this the other day. He was saying that they believe there's some sort of business model in content, I guess, premium content. See, the audio here is pretty basic. And so perhaps they see some premium features like higher quality audio, stereo, maybe even the ability to make it a podcast recording tool and charge for those. Well, I'm impressed just with the ability to the noise cancellation to use on the iPhone. Uh, and maybe that's just because they only work with that platform right now, as opposed to Zoom, where I did a meeting earlier, hosted 150 people. And when you have the phone and computer and trying to stop background noise, yeah. but those are the defaults here that you come in muted by default and you have to be unmuted by the moderator, I think is the way to do this. Yes. Yeah. You got to try and keep some semblance of 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 order about it otherwise it can get really chaotic and we'll talk to kenny uh, who has been in the queue for a wee while hi kenny what do you think of clubhouse 
Um, I like the uh, networking aspect of Clubhouse. I just joined a few days ago mm -hmm. and found a, a room with the Amazon um, hiring people. And so they had all these Amazon bigwigs on the stage uh, looking to hire a lot of people and um, all different departments. I thought that was fascinating. And uh, so I'm looking, you know, for the knowledge that you can get out of Clubhouse. And that's really what most people seem to be doing on Clubhouse, right? Not sort of, not so much hanging out with friends, although that's perfectly fine, but just kind of seeing who you can connect with that you might otherwise not be able to connect with. Right. You can network and maybe get a job. Who knows? Work for, you know, places you never thought you'd work for and... uh you know, you raise a really interesting point, and this is something that I think about a lot in my day job because I uh, run a re an employment agency for disabled people in New Zealand. The, the, the cool thing about audio is that no one has to know that you are blind or, or have any other impairment unless you choose to disclose that. And that can be quite cool because you can establish your credentials, you can demonstrate your credibility, and the whole blindness thing never gets in the way. Right. Right. And um, there were, I mean, there were, I, I caught the end of it, but there were people on there. They were giving um, job listings, uh, LinkedIn, you know, it was like a real time, almost like a little mini interview. And, uh, I did, I, you know, they do it apparently every Tuesday night. And I was like, oh, I got to find the time of this, uh, you know, because I just got the tail end of it. So, and that was Amazon stepping up. Um, they had over 10 different uh, departments and, uh, all facets of Amazon, from boxing to uh, their AWS. Wow. Oh, well, I'll have all my fingers crossed for you, Kenny. I wish you the best. And if Clubhouse can deliver that outcome for you, well, that will be super. So do let us know how you get on. All right. Jonathan. Gary, go ahead. I was just going to say, this, uh, while you were talking, because uh, Mike had talked about the iRig, I just tried some – I've got a similar device called, uh, made by Sentrance called the – the Micport Pro thing, which is like a single channel interface with a, with its own power internally. And I just tried that with a sort of headset, uh, an XLR headset plugged through the, the camera adapter into the phone and, and the audio wouldn't come through that. So mm. that that's obviously, it's a similar device to the iRig, it's just a slightly more kind of pro level one. And that's that's obviously locked out of it. So that, that was one thing I wanted to mention because I just thought I was curious to see if that worked and it doesn't. Um, yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing, and I, I guess that, as a, you know, it's obviously part of the sandboxing thing, I suppose. But um, the the other thing I was going to say, which I forgot to say earlier, just quickly, I've been told this, and I don't know what it looks like on screen, but as a tip for when you're in a room, apparently, one way, if you're already on the stage and you want to butt in like I just did. <laughs> Um, apparently you don't have to do it by just switching off your switching your mic off and uh, on rather and and calling out one of the ways apparently people attract attention to the moderator uh, if they're already on stage is to turn their mic on and off repeatedly yeah and it blinks yeah <laughs> apparently it blinks yes <laughs> helpful for us eh? <laughs> for us but, but just for people who are just i mean as i say i've been a bit off, but apparently that's the way that's the etiquette of it. If you yeah, want, if and apparently people know. also use that as, as an expression of sort of applause. You know, sometimes someone says yes, it, it and, and lots of people yes, blink their little yeah. blinkers. <laughs> yeah. 
weird. Tremendous. So anyway, sorry, I'm sorry to. Um, no, no, no. Very you're good on, stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll find the magic formula one day. But in the meantime, we will wrap up. Thank you so much to everybody who's been here in our Clubhouse room today to so willingly share their thoughts about how they are finding Clubhouse and what they think the future might hold. And thank you to you for listening to this podcast. I hope you now understand what Clubhouse is, how you might use it, what you might use it for, and how you might be able to get on. Good luck, and we may soon see you in the hallways. To contribute to Mosin at Large, you can email Jonathan, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at mushroomfm.com by writing something down or attaching an audio file. Or you can call our listener line, it's a US number, 864-60-MOSIN. That's 864-606-6736. Mosin at Large.